What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan Show. I'm your host, Johnny K. As we teeter on World War III, which we're technically already went already in, I'm just curious, at what point is World War III declared? Is that just in hindsight? Like they said, you know, after the world blows into smithereens, we go, oh, it actually started on this date. Or is it in real time? Like with World War II, World War I, do they say, all right, everybody, this is World War II. Now send the troops. Or is it the aftermath of the war? How does it work? I don't know. Let me know. At K-O-G-Z on X, formerly known as Twitter. So you know this because you've been listening to the pod for a while. If you're new, welcome to the community. This is a pro-freedom, pro-earth, pro-human podcast. Uh, Anti-war, anti-violence, anti-hating people, uh, just loving everybody and realizing we're all on the same team. So welcome. We are very grateful to have you. Hopefully we'll, we'll have everybody very soon. So everything that comes out of the elite's mouth is a projection of some sort. It is the opposite. They are saying the very thing that they are doing. It's fantastic. It's unbelievably incredible. But they've been doing this for longer than we thought. So, and the epitome of this, there's no one better than this than Joe Biden. The best, the best. He says it, that means they're doing it. Like, oh, we got to fight for freedom and free speech. Shut down everybody. The courts rule. It's the most egregious violation of the First Amendment in the history of the United States of America. Autonomy over your body. You must get the vaccine or you're fired. Okay. All right. This is great. But, you know, they say the words that are opposite. It's like saying, you know, Inflation Reduction Act and then infusing billions of dollars into the economy to increase inflation. You see, that's what I mean by opposite day every day. So this video is from 2020. As we, it's relevant now because we got chaos in the Middle East. We got many countries that want to remove Israel from the map. Okay, most people hate Jews. They hate the Yids. All right, for whatever reason, very disliked group of people, uh, and people want to get rid of them. Very not good. You shouldn't want to get rid of any group of people, no matter who they are. Okay, everybody should be able to live together in harmony. I don't understand why we can't. I really, I, I really do not get it. I'm very confused about that. Hopefully we could change that. But since this is on the agenda to create a war in the Middle East, particularly with Iran, this has been just like they've been saying the Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine since like 2014. It was just that the the war was delayed a little bit. Okay. They already knew they were going in. So they were ramping up the propaganda, you know, Russian hacked our presidency, Putin's controlling, you know, Trump, all these conspiracy theories. That's a real conspiracy theory. You know, all this stuff that wasn't true. It was to get us to go to war. Uh, with Russia, and it worked. Now we're at war with Russia. There's another one where they want to go to war with Iran, right? You got like Lindsey Hunter on TV or uh, Lindsey Graham uh, on uh, TV, just uh, saying, "Listen, we should just bomb Iran." They have like 90 million people, huge country, like gigantic country, three times the size of California, and uh, they're you don't just bomb a massive country with a huge army. That's just unbelievably ludicrous. All right. But this has been in the works. And how do I know it's been in the works? Because Joe Biden said it in 2020. This is magnificent. Very short clip here. But listen, this means that they're planning on doing it. If they say it, it means that they were planning on it. So what does Joe say about Trump? It's exactly what's happening to Joe Biden right now. He was saying about Trump. As the walls close in on this man, which the walls are closing in on him, on Biden, I'm worried that he's going to get us into war with Iran. Unfortunately, I may have been right. And what's happening? 
immediately when Biden gets in the office, we have three wars going on and just absolute chaos in the world. It's just unbelievable. This is, by the way, I'm apolitical. You know that I'm apolitical, but you can't disagree with the fact that the world is more chaotic than it's ever been in your entire life, no matter how old you are. Listen to this clip, 23 seconds. The world has changed because what Trump has done and the American. Hold on. And people, including independents and some Republicans, know how bad he is, know how much he's misrepresented, know how he's getting close to getting his in a war. I said, as the walls close in on this man, I'm worried he's going to get us to war in Iran. Unfortunately, I may have been right. The fact of the matter is there's a lot at stake in this election. The world has changed. <laughs> I'm sorry for the buffering. But is that not exactly what has now happened since he's become president? Isn't that incredible? That's amazing. It's amazing. They say it to your face and they say you're the one doing it. The other person's doing it. And then they just do it and they go, we can't be doing it. We're the ones saving the world, right? Just like three weeks ago, Jake Sullivan, uh, the head security, national security uh, advisor to Biden, goes to the Middle East has never been more peaceful. This was in like mainstream journalism, obviously, and or corporate journalism. It's never been more peaceful. Boom, Hamas goes in, brutal attack. Boom, Israel's going back. Boom, bombs over everywhere. Boom, boom, back forth, back forth. Iran getting in, Hezbollah, bam, boom, bomb. Warships all over the place. Never been more peaceful, like three weeks before. They know this. They want war. There is nothing that could bring down the United States Unless we get spread too thin across too many wars and spend too much money and completely destroy everything domestically because of foreign wars. Our founding fathers actually warned us about foreign uh, uh, wars and adversaries and getting involved in drama with foreign regimes because that is the only thing that will bring down the United States. We are so we were so big, so powerful. You can't just crumble in a unipolar world. You have to be brought down on your knees from the inside out. And that is what you're experiencing right now. I mean, I've never met anybody. This is a little bit off topic, but I've never met one person, not one, that wants open borders with unfiltered illegal immigration into the United States where you don't know anything about the people and they just come in 8 million, 10 million, 12 million, doesn't even matter. Like literally 10% of the US population is illegal immigrants that broke the law to come in that you know nothing about and boom, they just go wherever they want in any city. I've never met anyone, anyone, who wants that policy? Yet that is the policy of the current regime and the elites. Why? It must make you think. There's never been anyone that I've ever heard that says, yes, I want open borders. I want, you know, no security on the border. Just open it up. I don't care who comes in. Just let them all in and we'll take care of them. Who said that? Nobody. But that is what the regime is doing. It makes you think. If nobody wants that and that's what they're doing, who are they working for? What's going on? Bizarre, right? Very bizarre. Doesn't really make sense. Um, one more. Uh, let's see if we can get this to play uh, real quick. But uh, Trump actually said November 16, 2011, when Obama was office, that uh, Obama was going to get us into war with Iran. And now, you know, this could be Obama's fourth term or third term, maybe soon to be fourth. We don't know. But very interesting. Just listen to this quick video if it works. And the, the post says, Trump, uh, Trump was right. It just happened to be in Obama's third term. <laughs> so let's see if, uh, if we could play this video real quick. It's so funny. Do you believe that you get, I'm worried? He goes, I'm worried that he's going to get us into a war with Iran. That's what he's worried about. 
And it's very so much that's at stake in this election in 2020, right? It's unbelievable. All right, here we go. Our president will start a war with Iran because he has absolutely no ability to negotiate. <laughs> he's weak and he's ineffective. We have a real problem in the <laughs> real problem in the White House. So I believe that he will attack Iran sometime prior to the election because he thinks that's the only way he can. Is that crazy? I mean, that's pretty wild. He said that. And now that's exactly what's happening the year before the election with Biden. I mean, in addition with a million other wars. So crazy. So crazy. Unbelievable. And remember, you know what the craziest thing about this whole thing is? And this is not in support of Trump. It's just so unbelievable, though, is that when Trump was president, he was going to if Trump gets elected, he's going to be World War Three. Everyone's going to be bombing everybody. We didn't have any new wars. It is what it is. That's just a fact. I just call what the facts are. I don't support any candidates of any political party. It's just what the objective facts are. That's what we do. We're apolitical and we are we objectively look at the world. Very few people can do that. Apparently, it's a very incredible skill to have in 2023. And uh, what's happening now is literally World War Three. <laughs> it's exactly what they said would happen with the other guy. And then the adults get back in charge and there's bombs everywhere, missiles, talks of nuclear tag, just totally normal. And they're normalizing it. They're normalizing world war. People are like, yeah, you know, we should go in here. We should attack there. We should put troops there. We should boom. Man, it's amazing. The, elite, the elites can find so many peasants to just die for them. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. So next topic. I thought that was amazing. Time magazine comes out with a hell of a story about Ukraine and Zelensky. So you're sending hundreds of billions of dollars of your tax money. If you're in the U.S., just want you to know it's going to a good cause. OK, so just in. Time magazine reports that Ukraine struggles to rally financial support after its failed counteroffensive and amid allegations of widespread corruption. Ready for this? Ready for this? Hold on to your seats. Or if you're walking, you might want to pause. A top Ukrainian presidential advisor warns that, quote, people are stealing like there's no tomorrow when asked about bribes and corruption. So we are sending hand over fist. They don't want an audit. You're not allowed to ask any questions. Just send, 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 send. We have more debt than China has rice, and China's got a lot of rice. So that means we got a lot of debt. And you see people that are in Zelensky's administration, like driving a Rolls Royce or buying their daughter a like $4.2 million house in another country. People are stealing like there's no tomorrow. And if you ask questions of where that money's going, not only are you a Putin apologist, Putin puppet, you are a terrible human being. The fact that you would even ask a question, how dare you? How dare you question elites? You should never question the elites. You should know that you should just obey them, okay? Be obedient. That's what school is, that's what school is there for. That's what the educational system is there for, to make you an obedient worker, all right? They want you to work for whatever wage they give you and do not ask questions. And if you, if you how dare you? Ask a question about over $100 billion coming from taxpayer money and where it's going. Are you sick? Do you have screws, screws loose in the head? You're going to ask questions about that? I'm appalled. You are really, why don't you just go live with Putin? Okay? Why don't you go live with Putin? All right? How dare you ask for an audit? We're saving democracy here. Okay? When you save democracy, you don't ask questions. 
You just save it. Jeez. You filthy animal. All right. 59% of Americans don't want Congress to provide more weapons to Kiev, up from 35% in June. The southeastern fifth of Ukraine, where the population is predominantly Russian speakers, remained under Russian control. Zelensky's close advisor warns that, quote, he deludes himself. We're out of options. We are not winning. But try telling him that. Ukraine's shortage of soldiers is more dire than its deficit in arms and ammunition. Draft officers pull men off trains and buses and send them to the front. So a whole generation of Ukrainian men are now dead. That's fantastic. I hope everyone's really happy about that. So now you're going to lose generational Ukrainians because you killed hundreds of thousands of the men. That's terrible. I mean, that is sick. That's really sick. The death toll has long surpassed 100,000 on each side of the war. Oh, and Russian men. Uh, each side of the war, forcing the draft of the elderly, ready for this, raising the average age of a Ukrainian soldier to around 43 years old, 43 years old. You know, you get drafted like 18, 20, their average is 43. You're killing off an entire population of people. And if you say that you love them and you care for them, you're lying. You're lying because if you did, you wouldn't want them to die. You know, inherently, if you care about people, you do not want them to die. That is a contradiction. You can't say you care about someone and then also want them to die. That's just not how it works. Corruption remains widespread despite Zelensky's firing of numerous officers and, and the defense minister. Zelensky is worried about the focus of Ukraine's allies in the U.S. and Europe and of the global media has already shifted to Israel, Palestine, and the Gaza Strip. We just go from war to war. War here. War there. War there. Taiwan. Boom. Middle East. Boom. Ukraine, Russia, boom. Let's just, why don't we just start one in Africa for the hell of it? Why not? Why are Time Magazine and the corporate media starting to throw Ukraine and Zelensky under the bus? Makes you, uh, makes you think. I mean, this quote is so damning. Simon, you're mis- I'll just read the whole thing. Amid all the pressure to root our corruption, I assume perhaps naively, this is from the Time article, that officials in Ukraine would think twice before taking a bribe or pocketing state funds. But when I made this point to stop a presidential advisor in early October, he asked me to turn off my audio recorder so he could speak more freely. Quote, Simon, you're mistaken, he says. People are stealing like there's no tomorrow. And you want to ask questions about where your tax money is going in a foreign country that you couldn't pick off a map 10 years ago or that you never even talked about in your entire life until the past two years and now you love democracy and want to save it? How dare you? How dare you? In fact, don't even listen to this podcast if you ask questions because you are a peasant and you do not ask questions if you're a peasant. If you think you deserve the right to, you think that freedom meant asking questions? (laughs) Oh my God. No, freedom means being a slave. Okay. Left is right. Up is down. You got it? Okay. So I want to give a, this is a, 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 not really a sponsorship. It's a satire sponsorship. So ABC News, baby. ABC News. This is ABC News. Quote, older adults who received last year's COVID booster and a high dose version of the flu vaccine in the same visit may have a potential increased risk of stroke, according to a new FDA funded study. However, experts urge that these results were preliminary. So don't worry. Your chances of getting a stroke Maybe higher, but don't ask questions. You want to ask questions about what we're going to put in your body? Are you a fascist? You sure sound like a fascist. You take what we tell you to put in your body. And if we want to get you one of them, two of them, eight of them, ten of them, one every six months, 
you roll up your sleeve and you shut your mouth or you're a fascist and we're going to put you in a FEMA camp. I'm glad you understand now because I was worried that you weren't. Um, so I want to get into, uh, so another big thing about since you're a fascist and I want to talk about that for a second is you got all this chaos going on. You have like 10 million people coming through the border where you don't know anything about them, right? They could be people who like behead people. They could be Hamas terrorists. We don't know who they are. We have no idea. No clue. Unchecked. And at the same time that this is happening, at the same time, coincidentally, ironically, they want to take your guns. And as you know, I'm not a gun guy, but I know why the Second Amendment is there. First of all, it's to enforce the First Amendment when they try and take it away, which they're trying to do. The Second Amendment, they got to take your guns. You want full tyranny and totalitarian regime, you got to take the weapons. You can't have a whole population armed. You can't do it. So what are they doing? They're obsessed with taking guns. They're, they're letting in millions of people you do not know that could be criminals. And at the same time, want to take your guns. What is going That is crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy. So who else did this? Well, I don't know, maybe a regime in uh, East Germany, like Nazi Germany. So this is from the New York Times, November 9th, 1938 article. This is from Joe uh, Lonsdale. Our borders are wide open and enemy terror cells have had plenty of time to entrench. Their allies are marching in the streets and calling for a final solution. Buy an AR-15, take lessons, be ready to defend your community. If someone tries to disarm them, we disarm them first. Now, you can agree, disagree. I just want to read you the New York Times article from November 9th, 1938. A little excerpt. Ready for this? Because of this press campaign, new fear is gripping the Jews of Germany. Although excesses against them so far have been reported from only one town, Casal, where a synagogue and Jewish shop windows were reported wrecked by a spontaneous demonstration on the part of the population. Simultaneously, the Berlin police president, Count Wolf Heinrich von Heldorf, announced that as a result of police activity in the last few weeks, the entire Jewish population of Berlin had been disarmed with the confiscation of 2,569 hand weapons, 1,702 firearms, and 20,000 rounds of ammunition. Any Jews still found in possession of weapons without valid licenses are threatened with the severest punishment. Now, why would someone want to do that? Why? Do we know what happened? No, we have no idea. All I know is that if they had the guns, maybe history would have turned out a little bit different. But you got to take the guns to put the people in showers. That's how it works. You got to take the weapons. And they did it. And it didn't work so well. And now they're trying to do it here. So do you think that is a good idea? Probably not. We should probably address the root cause of all these issues. And I'm not a gun guy. But you got to have the guns, especially when the current regime is going full tyrannical. All right? They're forcing you to put stuff in your body. They're forcing you to be locked down. They're forcing you to do this, forcing you to do that. They're, destroy they're choking the economy by the throat. And they want to take your guns at the same time. That is just bizarre, isn't it? 10 million people you don't know that are unchecked. Unchecked. Could be terrorists. But you should not have a gun. But they can have a gun. But you cannot have a gun. Why? Because you're a law-abiding citizen. They're illegal. And we will support them with whatever they need. And if you ask questions, you're a fascist. We're going to put you right in the FEMA camp. And we are going to give the city to them. I mean, it's crazy. So if there is one entity, to move off the subject a little bit, if there's one entity that I want controlling AI and regulating it, it is obviously the government. Why? Because the government's trustworthy. They care about us. They only want us to be happy and prosperous. And Joe Biden is the most freedom-focused president we have had in over 100 years. 
In fact, he's the most freedom-focused president since FDR, for sure, okay? Four-term FDR. So not there's been no one who is a bigger defender of the peasants than Joe Biden. Why? Because, okay, yes. Is he worth like $50 million and he's only been a politician? Yes. Does he own million-dollar homes, but he's only been a politician? Yes. But are those questions you should be asking? No, of course not. How dare you? So they just he just issued AI requirements, a executive order. This is from the White House website. I want to read a few of this. This is, this is scary because if they get control of AI, it's over, baby. That's over. This is a new wave that once you control this monster, you're done. There ain't no coming back from it. That is a superpower over the rest of humanity. Fact sheet. President Biden issues executive order on safe, secure, and trustworthy artificial intelligence. So just take those words and obviously means the opposite. Today, President Biden is issuing a landmark executive order to ensure that America leads the way in seizing, ooh, seizing, the promise and managing the risk of artificial intelligence, AI. The executive order establishes new standards for AI safety and security, protects Americans' privacy, advances equity and civil rights, stands up for the consumers and workers, promotes innovation and competition, advances American leadership around the world, and more. I feel like you can just take all the buzzwords that are just fantastic in today's political discourse and put in one big sentence at the top of the page, and that's the exact sentence that you would come with or come out with. So, and I think the AI czar is, is Harris, is, is Kamala. That's a minute. You can't even make this up with this executive order. The president directs the most sweeping actions ever taken to protect Americans from the potential risks of AI systems. Ready for the first part? Require that developers of the most powerful AI systems share their safety test results and other critical information with the U S government. So boom, just like they did with the social media companies, right? Just like they control all discourse on the internet until Elon bought X, but with Facebook, right? And Google and curating results to meet the, the narrative. Now they want the AI algorithms that want, they want to structure the AI algorithms to spit out what they want. They're going to tweak the algorithms to favor the current regime, the current status quo. So you're going to be a small little peasant the rest of your life and you're never going to get out of it. That's what's going on here. They're trying to own the algorithm. And once you own that, it's over. You got to just have a free, an open source AI algorithm. And another thing is companies like OpenAI want regulation so that they could pull up the ladder behind them and never have competition for anyone catching up. So they want to be in bed with the government. That's the risk, right? The big companies like Google and all those, they want to create this partnership with the government and then they create regulations where no one else can get licensed, can you know create a product without this approval. And then what do you have? You have a little oligopoly at the top and then no one's gonna ever touch you. That's why AI needs to be open source. It needs to be owned by the peasants. It has to be. Otherwise we are in deep trouble. Another part of this, develop standards, tools, and tests to help ensure that AI systems are safe, secure, and trustworthy. In fact, there's a great article. The guy who founded Google Brain said that the risk that AI is going to be catastrophic and destroy the world, that big tech is lying about that to get regulation so that therefore they can have less competition in the future by regulating everybody else out of the market. That was from the founder of Google Brain. He just wrote that article. They're lying about it to scare you so that you beg for regulation. And then what do you know before you know it? Sam Altman is the next dictator. After Joe Biden. Uh, 
protect Americans from AI-enabled fraud and deception by establishing standards and best practices for detecting AI-generated content and authenticating official content. Oh my gosh, protecting Americans. Protecting Americans. They're trying to disarm us. They're trying to let anybody in to do whatever they want. They're destroying the cities. The dollar is being just absolutely inflated to wazoo, debased. The currency is being debased. People's standards of livings are going through the floor. People can't put food on the table. And they're talking about protecting us and making lives better. It's broken. Everyone knows it's over. The run is over. The run of the fiat and, and, and current, you know, uh, kind of globalist interpretation of how the world should be run. It's over. Nobody's happy about it. It didn't work. Didn't work. All right. People are not happy. That's why you got revolts everywhere. You got protests, this, that, dude, everyone hating each other because of like characteristics they were born with or the religion or some crazy stuff. It's nuts. You're playing right into their hand. We're in the same jar. These people are shaking the same jar. When you realize we're in the same jar, do not care if someone's, what their religion is, what their color is, what anything about them is. Who cares? Okay. We're all on the same team. If they're nice and they contribute to society, fantastic. We're all on the same team. If they're bad, evil, murderous, well, well we got to do something about that. They can't be part of the community. They're not going to work out. But we got to come together. You're playing right into their hands. Enough of the divisiveness. Uh, please. It's not working. I promise you it's not working. So basically the White House created an executive order to advance equity and civil rights. You know when they use that word, things get real, real fishy. Okay? Real clouded judgment. Okay? Address algorithmic discrimination through training, technical assistance, and coordination between the Department of Justice and federal civil rights office offices on best practices for investigating and prosecuting civil rights violation related to AI. Great. Well, thankfully, the Department of Justice isn't being politicized because that would be scary if they were addressing algorithmic discrimination in relation to AI through a corrupted bureaucratic system. That would be terrifying, wouldn't it? Ensure fairness throughout the criminal justice system. Well, thank God it's totally fair and there's no corruption there either. So we definitely want those people to regulate and uh, tweak the algorithm for sure. So that's happening. And uh, that's a big, big risk to humanity. We cannot let the government and like three companies just get into control of AI where then it's over. That will separate society in a way that you can never come back from. You can't even, you can't even have a revolution. That would take, they would be so far ahead. It'd be two different societies. It's over. They'll be in power forever. You control the AI, you control the world, probably forever. So that is why it must be open source. That's why we must band together and bring this to the masses and not let the government and like two businesses take over this. And the ironic part this is happening right now is that Joe Biden is actually the same person. That kicked off the encryption. He wanted to make encryption illegal back in the 90s. Like encrypted emails. I mean, this is just mind-blowing. I just want to share this with you because it's happening right now with AI. Well, maybe history rhymes. Joe Biden kicked off the encryption wars. This is from Louis Anselo. In 1991, Joe Biden introduced two bills containing anti-encryption language to prevent private emails. The Comprehensive Counterterrorism Act and the Violent Crime Control Act. He had declared war on math, but why? And here's an article from April 17th, 1991. Government bill seeks access to private encrypted phone messages. 
Legislation like the Violent Crime Control Act of 1991 proposed by Senator Joseph Biden, Democrat Delaware, which suggests that law enforcement could obtain decrypted transmissions where warranted, displays a dangerous ignorance, says Jim Bidzos, president of RSA. So encryption was under attack because they need full, they've been wanting full surveillance and now that day is actually here and we can't let them get away with it. That's why they're trying to move crypto out of the United States. It's the worst thing. They are pushing innovation outside the country because they have to have control over it. They can't stand encryption. They can't, they can't stand decentralized protocols. They can't stand it. Encryption, once mainly, and ironically, they're the ones that use it. Encryption, once mainly used by government, had increasingly become appealing to consumers with the rise of personal computers and then the internet. The prospect of democratized access to encryption worried governments and law enforcement agencies like the FBI, which luckily is not corrupt. It's always been corrupt. An agency, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, claimed had persuaded Biden to attack encryption. I mean, is this unbelievable? It's unbelievable. You can't make this up. You absolutely can't make this up. So we got a lot going on in the world. And they're trying to, be, while you're distracted, they're bringing in millions of people that you know nothing about. While you're looking over here, look over here, look over here. We're going to do this over there. They're also having a war on privacy, which you, that's been under attack since the Patriot Act. Uh, they're telling you to go to the pharmacy and get like 100 injections and it's giving people strokes, but that's not here nor there. And all this stuff's going on at once. They want it to seem like it's out of control. They want it to seem like everything's chaotic. So you just fold and say, take my freedom. Like they did in 2020, 2021, 2022. Just take my freedom. Just take it. Take it, baby. I don't want it back. Yes, our ancestors fought and died for our freedom. But you know what? I want to be safe now. It was great while it lasted, but I want to be safe. I'm not kidding. That's what Joe Biden said. I'm not kidding, man. Folks, I'm not kidding. We're going to make you safe. You're not going to make it safe, man. You crazy. You crazy. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's probably some other stuff I didn't get into, but we'll get into it later on the next episode. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, Bidenomics is doing fantastic, but that's pretty much it. I had a border video, but you know what's going on. You don't need to see all of it. It's just madness. So um, all I got to say is, yes, the world's chaotic, but, you know, these pieces on the chessboard moved on purpose and they're trying to get you to lose faith in that anything will turn out good. And they want you to fold like a cracker. What does that mean? I don't know. Crackers don't really fold, but they want you to fold and just let it go and be like, you know what? Take everything and tell me what to do. Do not do that. We can band together. We can share our stories through mediums like this, through podcasts like this. We can get on the truth train and realize that we can make the world a better place, even though we don't have a control of these massive events, we can make a better community locally, digitally, okay? We can go around this. We don't need to live in this whole world government experience, uh, experiment. It's not going to happen. So we got to find people that are like-minded, like you, like myself, that care about humanity, that are pro-human and pro-Earth, the whole nine. And we got to start communicating more on the internet and then we'll build societies in person over time. We got to create our own network state. That's from Bology. I've done an episode on that a long time ago. But we got to come together because we're running out of time. We're running out of time. And once you're a slave to governments that control AI, you are a slave forever. But right now, we have the small window where we can have freedom forever and truly 
have a decentralized community that really is owned by the people, for the people, of the people, the people, the people, the people. We can do it. The world can be much, much better than the past. We can actually be free instead of slaves of the system where these people are looting our treasuries and taking all of our money and you're just told to deal with higher prices and be poor. It doesn't have to be that way. We can make a better world. And I'm counting on you on sharing this podcast so we could do it together. So please share the Jonathan Coco Show with other peasants that need to hear this, that need to join the team, because we need everybody we can get who cares about humanity. And that's it. This is the Jonathan Coco Show. You know who I am. I'm Johnny K. It was great being with you today. I'll see you later.